such a cheery tune. Oh, well, we try. It's a cheery island, isn't it, really? It is. We are, uh, absolutely. It's a lovely cheery island. Of course, it's Trailer Island, where we compare films and their trailers and did the film live up to what the trailer promised. Yay. Mm. Yay. We're back. We are back for episode five. Yeah, it's We've going... got renewed for episode five. Yeah, by ourselves. So we yeah. got some friendly producers. Uh, apparently, apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, talking of producers, I think that's quite fitting for the the documentary we're going to watch today, isn't it? Because we see some inner workings of producers. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are going to talk about a documentary this week on Trailer Island. Steve, would you like to do the introduction, please, to the trailer? Yes, we are today discussing the uh, documentary Taylor Swift Miss Americana. Just gonna go have fun. No one out there that I know of in the audience actively hates me. Not get dead face. Ready to do this? Ready. Totally ready. Throughout my whole career, label executives would just say, a nice girl doesn't force their opinions on people. A nice girl smiles and waves and says thank you. I became the person everyone wanted me to be. I, I think that Taylor Swift, she is annoying. All of her model friends. She's too good. Going through guys like a train. She's too skinny. Nobody physically saw me for a year. And that was what I thought they wanted. I had to deconstruct an entire belief system, toss it out, and reject it. That was a trailer. There was definitely a trailer, yes, for a film, a documentary film. Yeah. That was the trailer for... Taylor Swift's Miss Americana streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can find it if it is your cup yeah. of tea. And I should say, talking about cups of tea, um, well, not specifically, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, that's what's such... Yeah, anyway, um, I'm really glad that we chose to do this because I don't think e- any any of us here are the target audience Definitely for this not. documentary. It's the most I've listened to anything Taylor Swift related in my mm. life. And this was directed by a woman called Lana Wilson, who in 2015 won an Emmy for a documentary called After Tiller, which is a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also produced by the team who created the documentary 20 Feet from Stardom, which was a music-related documentary. Mm-hmm. That was about all the people who are like the backing singers for big acts oh, and stuff like okay, that. That sounds interesting. So... Yeah, there's there's a, a brood of people who sort of understand the genre that they're trying to produce here. But this in particular is about a global megastar. And well, the I, trailer is trying to tell us about her. I mean, Well, that's yeah. what I sort of want to start on. Because I think this documentary is actually going to garner a couple of different responses here. I sort of want to ask both of you, what was this documentary about? I was going to ask the same question because the the trailer to me, I look at it going, this is going to be, well, it starts out going, you know, Taylor Swift, she's had some traumas in her professional and personal life. This will just be a documentary about her journey through that. But then watching the documentary, it sort of starts out that way. It starts out with a sequence about her crying over not being nominated for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. But as it progresses, it becomes about her own, um, I don't want to say political agenda. That's I feel like that's a negative way of phrasing it, but her sort of beliefs and sort of her her political activism, if you want to call it that. And but as a result, I'm going. Well, is that it becomes it suddenly becomes about those those political topics, not about her. And so it's sort of I think fair to say that sometimes it comes across as more of a propaganda film, you know, which we sort of <laughs> joked about before we okay. we joked about before we started. But you think about going. Well, really, you think about it, it's not about her. It's about her getting her ideals across. I don't really feel that I got from the trailer 
or the film what its purpose was. I my, I thought the trailer was going to tell us a story, and and, and it did to some extent uh, about how she's making her latest album. I didn't realize it would go into as much. I won't say depth, but I will say history mm-hmm. uh, as it did. I really only thought it was going to be like a documentary on maybe the last two years of, of production songwriting. And we did get some of that, but mm. it, it, it's a lot more extensive than that trailer makes it out to be. It, for me, the, the things that worked the best for me were actually the archival footage, going back to her roots and where she's, she came from. I, I sort of really enjoyed that. And I think ultimately, not to do the film a disservice, but I think ultimately it's because I know that that footage was real. Mm-hmm. So going back to that that scene, it's very early in the documentary where she has a phone call and she finds out she's not nominated for the Emmy and she has a bit of a, a cry and all of that. I would believe that better if it wasn't for the fact that she's in there with a broadcast quality camera that she's yeah. well aware yeah. is there. And, and it just comes across, unfortunately, as being quite fake. And you sort of sit there going, you're... In a film that, that like, I think we've established, she do, she goes into a lot of politics and world issues and everything. To start out with her crying about not being nominated kind of does a disservice to when she's then trying to talk about far more serious topics down the line in the documentary. It kind of diffuses that for me. Do you, know, do you know what undercuts that even further as well? It's not like not 10 minutes later in a documentary, she's saying to the audience, I've always done things because people like them. I've always <laughs> looked for people's... Uh, adoration and admiration and done whatever has got that as well mm. that's that's paraphrasing i'm not that's not verbatim mm. both of those events sort of set up the rest of the documentary for me as well mm. uh, as as this documentary is going to be portraying a character that's absolutely 110 percent all about her audience in a very negative way mm. That scene at the very start, you could argue that it's trying to set up something that she has won. So that's what they were waiting for was the joy that she was going to experience that she had been nominated for the top tier Emmy of categories and she didn't get nominated. Grammy. Grammy. Yeah. Sorry. The top tier Grammys Mm. that she wasn't eventually Mm. nominated for. But what it does do is frame the rest of the documentary because she says it in that scene is that Right now, I'm going to head straight out right now and I'm going to start trying to create the best thing that I can create. Oh, so you think because, it's more of a catalyst for the story, for her arc yeah, in the documentary? Yeah, I found that, okay, that is the reason why this documentary exists, is that she's gone, oh, poop, I haven't got the Grammy. I'm going to work hard and here's a documentary about how I'm going to do it and the reasons for why I am where I am that's, uh, right now Actually, just completely, I've only seen it once, but that completely changes my view on that scene, actually, yeah. It would make sense as to why it's so staged because it is incredibly mm-hmm. staged, that sequence where she has the phone call. Surely you could argue maybe it was the whole thing staged. She knew that she was <laughs> going to get thrown back and that was sort of, this is what the documentary is going to be about. I don't think so. We have to take it on its merit, face yeah. value, that it is. it was what it was. So, And talking about taking things on face values, um, I'd like to throw in a positive here is, is obviously to have a documentary talking about um, towards the end, you know, some fairly, I don't want to say controversial, but heavy themes, I guess. You have to like her. You have to be on side mm-hmm. with her. And at the beginning of the documentary, and also sort of throughout, she does do a quite a good job of of even though she's a you know superstar millionaire at times seeming quite relatable. The opening shot is her playing the piano mm-hmm. with the cat coming down the keys. And you, I mean, I, I I like cats anyway, so it probably worked better on me than people who don't like cats. But I immediately went, well, this is great. I'm on side already. I was thinking, and I didn't oh, know- <laughs> mahogany wood in the background. Look at all that very rich furniture. <laughs> oh, Steve, you're such a cynic. Yeah. 
think it's quite well known about Taylor Swift that she loves cats. Which is well, it's th- you saw like there's one scene where she's walking in her backpack into a private jet, and the, <laughs> cat, and the cat's in the backpack, and it has like a little viewing window. And I was like, that's kind of cute. It, it is kind of cute. Yeah, that, I, I'd like one of those. I'd like a cat as well. I'd like three. <laughs> that's how we got Steve here tonight. Yes, mm. yeah. Know. Carried him from the other side of the mm-hmm. island in his little backpack. You had you guys had catnip, and I was all over that. Mm. Doesn't take much, does it? Really? <laughs> well, talking about um sort of moments, then talking about the the Grammy moment. Um, the one that that is is very much real because, and I I didn't I knew the meme i didn't really know the story behind it but it was the whole kanye west mm-hmm. interruption yeah. which is the um what was it the v v m a awards yeah. video music video awards. music awards. so before you so explain that situation what happened and i only know the context from the documentary but i think it sort of explains it quite well is is taylor swift had won the vma award for her for her music video and she's up on stage with Kanye West, who I'm sure we've all heard of. Well, she's on stage by herself um, accepting the award. Oh, I thought he was up there originally. No, with her. No, oh, there you go. He storms okay. it. He, he storms was, it, does he? He storms the stage. That's even worse. That's yeah. even worse. Yeah. Well, he, then he storms the stage and basically takes the mic off of her and says that he thinks um, Beyonce should have won mm-hmm. it, like to the, you know, to the world via the TV and to the entire auditorium that they're in. And, and I have to admit, you, you can't help but really feel for her in that because it's an yeah. awful thing to do to someone. They've won that award fair and square. And and then that that happens. I was like, yeah, no, that's that, I can see why that would really upset you if that were to happen. And she, I think she actually behaves quite graciously. That's actually one of the strong points of the of the documentary. Mm, absolutely, I feel like uh, it does a really good job of explaining some of these tougher points in her life, and then maybe examining the fallout. What I do criticize though is I don't think they examine that fallout critically enough. Yeah, um, the fallout from the Kanye West stuff is is. Pretty well explained. It's it's her getting back into the studio, recording songs, and and she uh, explains that she doesn't feel like she belongs in the industry, and so she goes out and she makes another three hit albums. Um, there are there are other as you uh, do examples throughout this documentary though, where she does hit a low point, and they sort of veer away from the the critical aspect to examining that fallout. One thing they sort of glossed over which I thought was very interesting, maybe a legal situation was she's currently in a legal battle for the rights to her entire music library. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that wasn't that. brought up in the documentary and at it all. it should have been. It's interesting because it kind of works with the whole persona that she introduces herself throughout the documentary is that she is very non-confrontational. She stands mm-hmm. back. She doesn't want to kick the hornet's nest, doesn't want to upset anyone. So she has the whole girl next door, good girl, mm. I'm not going to offend anyone, mm-hmm. which in a way, even though she sort of goes, I'm going to power through this and I'm going to write songs that are a little bit edgy and stuff like that. But in the whole scheme of the documentary, if you look at it with an understanding of some of the stuff that's going on in the, in the real world that you know she is in a court battle, she does talk about a sexual assault case that mm-hmm. they face mm-hmm. and goes through the trials and tribulations of all of that, which is quite powerful and understanding. It sort of makes you go, well, these things are sort of terrible. And she doesn't quite, as you say, address some of the issues that we feel like maybe we wanted to know more about. But then again, like the documentary sort of makes me go, well, we need to leave her alone. <laughs> and me- yeah, yeah, well, actually, that's like, a very, very, oh, very good point. And because I, I did I did the classic thing. She talks about how she's in a relationship and her and her boyfriend are very secluded. They don't show anything. You barely There's barely any sort of media out there about him. Mid-documentary, I sort of jumped on Google. I was like, Taylor Swift boyfriend, who is he? What does he do? And then I immediately saw all the articles that said 
20 things you didn't know about Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Check out the photos of this, this. And I was like, almost any of the documentaries, like, these articles are disgusting. I can't <laughs> believe people are writing things like this about Taylor. Leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll point out to another example of, of just something they didn't follow up, I think, properly. And that's sort of leads on from the Kanye incident. And that's where Kanye writes a lyric about Taylor Swift. Uh, and both parties claim that, you know, Taylor gave us permission to use this mm. lyric. And, and then Taylor goes, no. And then we, we don't hear anything else about that event whatsoever. Well, no, what I found interesting is is they do show the, the video that allegedly shows yeah. Kanye West talking to her and asking her permission. And then there's just a throw from memory. I've only seen it once, but from memory, there's a throwaway comment of, well, that's not real. And then they just move on. It's like, mm. well, no, was the video proven to be accurate? Like, did... Did she give permission for it? Because that would completely change my opinion on how mm. I feel about the yeah. situation. If she gave permission and forgot about it, and then just having to stick to her guns tries to insinuate that she she never did and the video is fake. Like, you can't raise that and then not actually tell you which way it went. Or even address it in a different in a different way as well, because they don't they don't talk about the incident. They talk about the fallout of her public persona because of that. They yeah, talk about true. hashtag Taylor party over whatever it's yes, called. Yes, that's a bait and switch. That's going no, 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 no. Don't pay attention to that. But look how look how the media is treating Taylor at this, t- and mm. it's just terrible. It's and, just terrible. And talking about media treating her certain ways, this this documentary is clearly, as you would expect from any musical um, documentary, is is heavily influenced by her her opinions. Like you, we don't see anything that she would not want us to see no. in this documentary. She's throughout. She's there's no third per- third party narrator sort of asking the questions. It's She's very much leading the journey through the documentary. What I did like about that was that it brought to light... I mean, we were aware of it in the first place, but the toxicity of fan bases mm, yeah. is mm. just... Like, you you know that it's terrible and you sort of get it and you, get, you see the bandwagon and, you know, most of the time you can sort of sit back, but you sort of see the, yeah, the true terrible hive mind mentality of people who worship these people as gods forcing them to fight against each other. And you do sort of think that would be terrible. Looking at the documentary, I would not want to live that lifestyle. Mm. I mean, at some point, if some, you know, if there's a group of 100 people that want to listen to this podcast live, we will deliver that for them. <laughs> but to be followed yeah. and yeah. photographed and, you know. I, I did really enjoy um, seeing her. I think it happens a couple of times in the document. I, I say enjoy is the wrong word, but I, it, seeing this side of that life is when she comes out of her house just to get into the car and there are all the screaming people and she has a, makes a comment of going, I have to keep reminding myself that that's not normal. Yeah. To, to come out of your house and have yeah. to sort of be swamped by these people just to get to a car to go to your job or to wherever. It was interesting to sort of see that from, from one of those superstars' point of view in real time because the camera's in the car as she comes out. Like you see the door open, you can hear all the screaming and just to see it happen in real time and then her drive away and then the crowds of people slowly disappear in the window mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Yeah. That was really well done. There are three real strong points here that you could actually build three different documentaries around. And uh, one does touch on just fame and stardom in today's age. And you Mm. could do that around Taylor Taylor Swift. And I think that would be a really, really interesting uh, examination. They touch on a few points throughout the whole documentary regarding that as well. I would have loved to have seen a documentary on, on the actual songwriting process as well. Yes, so talking of the songwriting process. Now, we do see a lot of her in the studio with a producer 
But I have to admit, I feel like I didn't see enough of her yeah. actually in her process. Yeah. Even though th- I feel like there were loads of shots of her on her phone, at the piano, sort of writing stuff, trying to come up with verses and stuff. I feel I still feel like I, I still don't know how she writes songs. Yeah. Like she's in the studio. Um, I forget the producer's name. Who? Who? who Jack she Antonoff. And he just looks really happy to be in the documentary. Yeah. He's just fighting back smiles the whole time yeah. to be there and sort of throwing out the occasional encouraging comment. N- nothing against the guy. It's more just I feel like it wasn't a genuine representation of how she works. I mean, she, she talks about having like twenty songs on that album, and I feel like if you dedicated ninety minutes just to like. Okay, this is how she's written the songs. This is how they're putting it together, and this is how they're going to release the final product. Chuck in some of the the music video stuff there as well. I think that's a that's a pretty st- solid documentary yeah. there. And I think that's what I thought I was going to get from the trailer. The trailer does have the emotive music. It does sort of allude mm-hmm. to it's going to go into the sort of the deeper stuff. But I, I it does kind of say I think you touched on it. Sort of you thought it was going to be about her la- latest two yeah. albums, and I thought yeah, no, I could see how from the trailer it would be this is how I've been working recently because of this. But no, it's, it's sort of like a whole life journey more than anything it else. Is, it's a bit all over the place, isn't mm. it? Yeah. You're right, Steve. It tries to address too much and perhaps splitting them into three different things would is a possibly is a good idea, you know, as a series to understand yeah, the yeah, different absolutely. processes that she and goes through. Being on Netflix, they could have done that. Yeah. Probably the only other music documentary that I can particularly remember is one about the Chili Peppers and it's from 92 or whatever it is. And it's just about them creating that album, mm-hmm. them living in this house for yep. a couple of months and it's them creating this album. And it focuses on that, shows you all the behind the scenes, how they create the music, all the you know, the photo shoots and the fans and all that stuff they have to deal with. But it focuses on that and it keeps your attention. If you are watching this documentary and you're a Taylor Swift fan, you don't care. No, no, mm-hmm. that's exactly and that's, right. And yeah. that we have to also frame with that in mind is I don't think any of us have Taylor Swift on high rotation on our no. music devices. No. no. It was a definitely a learning curve for me watching the documentary. <laughs> well, it's funny yeah. enough, there were a few songs I went, oh, so this is a Taylor Swift song. It's like, okay, I've, you know, I've heard this before. So obviously she's a huge artist, but I didn't, I didn't know some of the songs I'd heard were hers. Her music's not bad. Like, I think nah. her, her music is for the people who enjoy it. They love it. And... It's, you know, I can quite happily listen to it. I don't necessarily go searching for it, but I don't find it offensive and it's, you know... It's why she's one of the top-selling artists of all time. <laughs> you can't argue yeah, with that, it's, really. It's not offensive. <laughs> and, and that sort of makes you think, okay, we're understanding the trials and tribulations of this rock star. Mm-hmm. Do we care about someone who's worth millions of dollars? Uh, it depends on how you look at this documentary, I think. Because I came out of it trying to look at it as uh, in two different ways, and the first way is this is a Taylor Swift paid for um, documentary where she is you know has final say on Final Cut and all that sort of thing. Uh, this is this is bought and paid for. This is propaganda. This is this is this has been released at, at like Let halfway. The man this has been released halfway through the albums like. Her newest album's life cycle, yeah. and it's designed to up those sales and make. Oh, there's it, a lot of marketing going on yeah. here. A lot of marketing exists sec- for this. But the second way I look at it is, this is the director's documentary, and in that case, I'm sort of like, you know what? I I, I can actually like. The, I think the director would know that this whole journey for this character is a bit bulk and this this is the message she's trying to get across is that you've got this music artist who's living for the crowd 
mm. and has one setback and goes, you know what? I'm going to re- reinvent myself for the crowd again. I sort of get what you mean in terms of it being bought and paid for by Taylor Swift. And the thing that summed that up for me is there's a sequence towards towards the beginning and it comes up again at the end where she's going through her childhood diaries. And she's reading her stuff as if she's forgotten she's written it. But you know that she's picked them out. Yeah. She's selected them. But I think what I would have appreciated is more, hey, come in here. Here are some diaries and this is what I wrote as opposed to the pretending, oh, my God, look what I found. Look what I wrote there. That's so cute. Like, just be truthful. What she had written in those diaries and then you put it in a context of where she is now is actually kind of cool. But you don't have to be, you don't have to pretend. Just sort of do it honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're getting fired up. <laughs> and we should say we don't want to actually alienate any Taylor Swift fans out there at all in any way. <laughs> it is hard as a non-standard fan to separate those thoughts. Yeah. So can you look at it in a way, were you delivered information like you're expected in a documentary? Did we learn new things about it? I think yes. We, we did, even though I think the film is incredibly biased. And I think maybe I'm saying this because I knew very little about Taylor Swift to begin with. So I feel, I do feel like I learned stuff. But having said that, I know that what I've learned is what she wants me to think about her, mm-hmm. not what she actually potentially is. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, this is, and this is the conversation of documentaries and, and biased mm. in documentaries and, and what makes a good documentary. They should be very objective. They shouldn't it does be make biased. it hard, doesn't it? Because yeah. you can get something that reveals the truth or gives you facts. And if you go, well, I'm not particularly interested in that, does that actually make the documentary bad? Well, I think if you're going to reveal truth and facts, you need to have the contesting voice there. And there's there's though there's literally no opposition in this documentary whatsoever. She doesn't get any mud on her face at all in no. this. And no, she's definitely made out. Um, it's a bit of a pity party, as I said to, to both of you earlier before we did this. And I got that from the trailer with the sad music, the sad sort of mopey music. It was kind of like, oh, like I know I've got millions of dollars and this huge network, and we, we see how loving her family are throughout the whole thing as well. Yeah. Like her family love her and support her. And you talk about a network. She's got 112 million followers mm. on, I think it was Instagram. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't contemplate that number yeah. of people yeah. listening to one person's voice. But if she came out and said, I'm so lonely, there are, there are people a bit worse off than you are. Like it didn't, I don't think it worked for me having this platform that she'd created sort of to raise these issues and raise the genuine trauma I think she may have had mm-hmm. in her past life. But the way she went about it, unfortunately, if she if it's to someone who isn't a super fan and is just watching this out of curiosity, kind of puts them offside. And I think it does her a disservice. It doesn't help her her message. She certainly could have just created a documentary about her political stance. Yeah, I would have watched that. I would have watched that. Yeah, I she, would have watched that too. She does go through why they don't want to do it and they yeah. have a big staff meeting about, you know, this is a bad idea. And when you see her go to a staff meeting, I had no idea that these music stars go into these meetings mm. and there's like 15 to 20 mm. people with she laptops. Had 18, she had 18 people in it. Like sitting there just going, okay, Taylor, what are we doing today? <laughs> yeah. What's, so I feel what's like tomorrow's music, tweet going to be? Yeah, it's I like, kind of feel like her music was made by committee when I saw that. I didn't feel good about it. I yeah. thought I thought her public image was made by committee. Yeah, well, that's thought. that's certainly a reveal in that that her public image is so perfectly manicured mm. by um, eighteen or so people. Yeah, yeah. but I th- what I did get from it was that I think that she is a really hard worker. Oh yeah, I I genuinely believe that when she wants to create music and tour, what the documentary did tell us is that she does work hard and is driven is really driven you do get that that comes across really strongly in the documentary i mean it's i mean she's the driving force in the documentary 
Um, she works extremely hard with a lot of people as well. She seems to be able to collaborate quite well. And Again, that's another example of just a really strong point of the documentary I wish they just pressed harder yeah and I think again I came to this more as someone who really likes music not knowing her music I kind of just wanted I wanted to learn her process and, yeah. and be exposed to some new music and the, the documentary is not trying to do that that's not its aim but I think that's what I sort of thought I was going to get when I mm. went when I went into it did we catch why it's called Miss Americana no I it's no one of her idea. songs on a new album is it Okay, yeah. well, that would make sense. <laughs> I, I, okay. It was not explained in the context <laughs> of the documentary, though. It's sort of, oh, yes, she's America's sweetheart, and this is why, hence Miss Americana as well. Okay. Mm. Uh, they could have called it Taylor Swift Cat Lady. <laughs> they could have, there were lots of yeah. cats in the documentary, so that would have made a better title. <laughs> sure. I mean, if they did, like, you know, that's another Taylor Swift documentary, the Her Rescuing Cats. Well, know? they've already made it. Disney made it. It's called Cats. It was awful. Oh, she was in that, wasn't she? She was. She in was. That. Oh yeah. God! Because she loves cats so much. <laughs> now the film wasn't awful because she was in it. I should say that. Like it's not her fault. She was probably it was really Judy excited. Judy Dench's fault. Did you leave Judy Dench alone? <laughs> so the trailer was. It, I guess it was a little bit shotgun. It sort of blurted all these things, mm. and those things were in the documentary. Mm. And and again, the structure yeah. was a little bit sort of like I don't know. It was messy. Um, very messy structure is the best way I think to put it. Would is you call it, it rushed. I don't know if I call it. I think I think it should have been a bit longer. I yeah. think they they just could not contain it in an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and they were they were determined to keep it to an hour and a half. But I think, like we touched on earlier, maybe just have done three, you know, three hour long specials and put them on Netflix as a series, a mini series would have been great. And I think be willing to have a bit of dirt on your face. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't try and stay so squeaky clean. Tiger King has got has got <laughs> interviews from literally everyone. Yeah, from but, everyone, and it's different opinions all the time. It's just, but each of those people don't have twenty people who look after their image. That's true. You know, mm, we mm. are seeing the product of that process. Well, yeah, those eighteen people we mentioned were obviously involved in making the documentary. Of course, they were. Was it perfectly portraying what it was supposed to? Maybe, like but, you touched on, Steve. Maybe the director was sort of just trying to say, "Hey, this is what the music industry is like for these people." I would have liked a lot more of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we if we got a documentary based on what I saw in the, the trailer, yeah. something that was going, okay, my last album wasn't great. These are the step, steps I'm taking to make a new album uh, and we're documenting the process. That would have been really fascinating. Mm. That would have been really good. Here's a curveball for you. Was it a documentary? Oh, well. Was it actually just a film? Because, well, I mean, I think she... Oh, it's a tough one. I mean, I've only seen it the once. I'd have to delve into it a bit deeper. But there's definitely a lot of it where, obviously, she's you know she's aware. Everyone's aware that the cameras are there. That's just the nature of any documentaries. You can't mm. film someone and have them act perfectly naturally because they know the cameras there. But I think in this documentary, more than others, that has been a huge factor on the way that people like. There's that really awkward moment um, about halfway through when her best friend comes over mm-hmm. for dinner. And I, I know that I'm told that she's her best friend, yeah. but they do not interact. Like, they are awkward. <laughs> and it's, again, probably because the cameras are there. Like, that's fine. But I do not believe that they are best friends yeah, just have some way. casual conversation, guys. Oh, did you hear that yeah. Emily had a baby? <laughs> I don't know if you'd call this particular form of media a documentary or not, but I thought this was a hour and a half long vlog. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. I, I, could, I could subscribe to that. Not to the blog, but to your your comment. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) I guess probably now is to Mm. give it a rating out of five for each of us. Um, We've had coconuts before. We've had 
Sebastian Krabs. Crab Sebastian, mm. keeping in the theme of Taylor Swift. What could be a rating system that works with her? Is there a kind of tropical cat? What about uh, <laughs> tropical? Cat. What about Learjet? So they've crashed into the sea out of five. Or FedEx <laughs> planes from Castaway. How about Ooh, five yeah. FedEx planes <gasps> out of Wilsons? Well, perfect. We'll do Wilsons. Let's okay, do so you yeah. want to, So this rating system this week is you want to do how many volleyball Wilsons <laughs> Fantastic. from Castaway for Taylor Swift documentary Miss Americana. I love that. Mm-hmm. Steve, (laughs) I guess why not? Steve, you go first, mate. Depending on how I'm looking at it, if if I'm looking at it as this is the the director's film, I'm going to give it three just because it's really unfocused. If this is actually Taylor Swift's bought and paid for uh, propaganda, it's got to be a one. Two is being generous, but probably a one. Mm. Okay. And when I was watching it, I was also thinking of about it about it in different lenses because I thought if this was a documentary about Roger Waters, who's one of my favourite artists, even if it was still as messy as this was, I probably would have given it a five. Mm-hmm. But I thought no, I, I I need to be, and even if I if if we were discussing you know a documentary like that about an artist I cared about, I'd still have to try and be as objective as possible. Mm-hmm. And being objective, like we say, there's no clear journey for this documentary it tries to do far too many things they needed to pick one and stick with it so it's a messy film and i i still don't know what the message is Mm -hmm. so i'm going to give it a two well steve i'm going to take your three matt i'm going to take your two for me i'm going to go with a three Mm -hmm. because i feel like the trailer in the film didn't really i like you say it was a hodgepodge yeah yeah it it didn't really sell me any new ideas that made me think about it. Yeah, it was kind of like just watching through a window, someone doing stuff. In a yeah. weird way, the trailer was more focused than the end result. In a way, I, the trailer I felt like was a trailer for a documentary that was a bit better than the one we got. Yeah, and like the film goes into her political stance and all that sort of stuff, which and they explain that whole situation. I guess as Australians stuck on an island, we don't really understand Mm. the American political system like truly and honestly. At a ground level, we don't understand it. No, no. So we sort of lose that connection a bit as well. But again, it's not up to us to be in the right geographical area to understand what (laughs) a documentary film is like. Absolutely. The film visually looks amazing. The sound is amazing. You know, all the how it's cut together, it all makes um, sense. The sound was done by Skywalker Sound, strangely. <laughs> oh, really? I you the, that up? Yeah, I did look that up. I was like, oh, okay, well, they are branching out. They had some work to do in an afternoon, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they, they sort of just put that one under the door very quickly there. Yeah. <laughs> it does tell a narrative, but then I don't really have, I don't understand that fan base that yeah. Taylor Swift has. And We weren't I, the target audience, I think no, that's the we best weren't. way to no, put it. We are not the target audience, but we gave it a go. We gave it a go. I think when it comes to documentaries, even if you don't care about the subject, um, so for example, I watched a documentary on Netflix a few months ago about deep sea diving, which is not something I would have ever clicked on by myself, but it was recommended to me. Not something I'm interested in at all. Because it was so well made, I enjoyed it and thought that was a good documentary. Whereas this, I still don't have really all that much interest in the subject matter because of the way it's portrayed. But if it was well made, I would have gone, yeah, that was a good documentary. Whereas I just didn't get that with this. I felt like it was badly made. Well, there we go. So a solid eight mm. out of 15. Oh, dear. The first be- less than double digit. Maybe a crashing FedEx planes would have been good <laughs> as a rating system. So eight volleyball Wilsons out of a possible 15. It's been another week of the Trailer Island podcast. I've been joined so graciously by... Matthew. And Steve. And Steve, yes. I've been your host, Alex. You can find us on our website, trailerisland.com. 
There is a Twitter account, Steve. At Island Trailer. Yes, and there's a Facebook page. There's definitely yes, a Facebook page. Trailer Island Podcast. Yes. So you can find us on all of those. Send us a message if you like. And you can send us an email, contact at trailerisland.com.au. I'm still enjoying this jam so much. Thank you. I, I'm quite pleased with this. Yes. Now we need just to add more to it. <laughs> yes. Please support us in any way you can by sharing with your friends or subscribing from wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, if you feel like throwing 20 cents at us so we can re-record this, that'd be great. Yay! <laughs> I want to get this Matt in a studio recording, Taylor Swift style. Oh, that'd be oh, yeah. great. Uh, that'd be great, a great character art for me, wouldn't it? You can get your sparkly shoes on. Fantastic. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week on the next episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. Bye, guys. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.